Hello, it's Mary Lynn Harris here of Hard at Work, and the podcast show is called Creating an Impactful Legacy, and uh, the show is just really about um, helping people have more productivity, lead with kindness, uh, have better workplaces, on and on and on, all about that. So as your host, um, I am having a call today with uh, Catherine Rochelle. Rochelle? Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay. And I even got a class on how to pronounce your name. So um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, welcome, Catherine. And um, I know you have lots to share. We talked preamble about the call, but we're going to talk about some other things too, just to kind of keep the show going, right? And keeping, you know, people together because we're talking about that so much of us as entrepreneurs we need to learn how to pivot um, doesn't mean rec recreating a whole bunch of content but it's just like how we get the message out how we help each other promote each other it's all about that so um so welcome to the show Catherine so glad to have you I know we're gonna have a great conversation so so anyway so tell us uh, how'd you get started doing what you're doing well, you know, I came into business from a really different route compared to probably most people that are in my position. Mm -hmm. um, I actually came through the healthcare and food service route. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always had a desire to help people. I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, as a profession, but nutrition was something that I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. I was interested in, you know, food. And what I found was it wasn't nutrition that I was excited about. It was actually food. And so that's what <laughs> took me into food service management because I was working with food. Right. And it, then it caught me into education and training, um, helping to build organizations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of started, um, you know, a side gig um, while I was the director of food services. And then I started a second side gig um, because I wanted to do more consulting in my field. Mm -hmm. dropped the first one, continued on with the second one, and here I am more than 25 years later. But <laughs> over that time, I pivoted out of food service, out of healthcare, um, mm -hmm. for the most part anyway. Um, but I have now really focused on working with small businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my evolution never changes. So right. as a leader, you're constantly looking at what's coming and how can you meet that need for what's coming. Right, right. And so what do you think your specialty is? My, my real passion and my sort of expertise is working with leaders mm -hmm. who want to be great business owners, who want to be great leaders, who want to be great bosses, so that they create a, a, an organization that has a happy, thriving workplace, is a profitable business, but most importantly, they also want to make a positive impact in the world. So I primarily now work with, you know, purpose-driven, heart-centered business owners mm -hmm. um, to really create a great workplace, great business, and a, a massive impact. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I really like working with those people too, mm -hmm. I guess, because I am one. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> So what with your um, work and their clients that you work with, what do you think their biggest challenge is right now or the problem that they have? 
Well, right now, um, obviously world events yeah. right now is our biggest challenge. How do you keep your business going? How do you prepare for what's going to come? Because, right. you know, we've been hearing about recessions coming, you know, throughout 2019, they were mm -hmm. talking about a recession coming and probably by the end of 2020, well, you know, here we are, uh, you know, one quarter of the way through the year. Right. And I think that recession is coming sooner, not later, because right. governments are spending massive amounts. More and more businesses are going to go out of business because of the, the, the shutdown. Right. And that means, you know, more, there's going to be more challenges. However, I do believe there's a bright side in the fact that businesses who prepare now and will, you know, mm -hmm. make the changes they need to make are going to come through it okay. So I, I think there's, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. The, the, the people who were just hanging on by a thread are probably not going to make it. The right. businesses that take this opportunity to pivot, I think are going to do fine. But yeah, the biggest challenge now is where are we today? How is my business isn't even hardly functional, which right. is the majority of small business. Right. And how am I going to survive mm -hmm. when things come back and we have this new normal? Right, right, right. So what do you think, um, just so that our, our audience, I think most of our audience will understand what pivot means, but maybe for a small business owner, what would pivot mean to them? Well, a pivot is in, in, in my definition, a pivot mm -hmm. is, you know, what you, what you do, you know, why you do it, you know, how you do it. But sometimes that marketplace that you traditionally have gone towards, or that product isn't meeting the current needs of your right. customers. A pivot means that you take that and you just shift it slightly. You repurpose it. You maybe redesign it. You may right. re. Um, you know, reposition it with a change in geog geographic boundaries. Right. That's what a pivot is. It's not blowing everything up and starting all over. It's mm -hmm. take what you've got, figure yeah. out ways that you can build resiliency by shifting. Mm -hmm. and, and a pivot will allow you to make a shift that gives you solid grounding where you might be feeling like you're in quicksand. Right, right, right. It's sort of like, to me, it's like the pivot is also about this is just my opinion, but it's about taking a look at the possibilities yes. and being positive about all of this stuff that's going on right now, rather than delving into things you have no control over. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we can't do anything with health reports. It's out of our beyond our control. Unless we're in that field, we can do something about it. So like you were saying, it's just take what you got and redirect it. Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever, however yeah. you want to do yeah. that. You know, I mean, if you normally do live events and now you can't do live events, how do you do that? Well, you know what? Zoom offers you an amazing opportunity right. to be able to, to now provide that live event. And with a, with a team behind you, you can engage people. You can, you know, keep them coming back. You can have, you know, breakout rooms. You can still do a lot of it. It, almost like exactly the same, but yeah. with a difference. It's like you're coaching. If you coach one on one, and coaching is no long, you know, you, you can't do face to face. Do it by Zoom. And and for those yeah. of us who've done that all along, yeah. now it's looking at, well, if this has been my target market, say 
you know, um, is been, I, I'm just going to use your, your local state. So say right. you're just focusing on your own state or your own province here in Canada. Right. What happens is now you've got the world at your doorstep. You no right. longer have to stay geographically centered. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. And uh, I know that we did a pre-talk a while ago before the show and you were talking about, do you do a podcast or do you do a, a summit? And you said you're really good at summits. So can you tell um, us a little bit more about your summits or are you going to do another one soon or? Anyway. Yeah, so a, a summit is an opportunity for you to, to bring content experts onto a show mm -hmm. it's usually a two or three day summit some will do it as long as five days but you get to pick yeah. how long you want to do it how long each day how many speakers that you have and each of those speakers comes and you know shares their expertise with the audience and mm -hmm. it is a great opportunity for you to build a list it's a great opportunity for you as the host to become known mm -hmm. um, it's also a great opportunity as a speaker for you to share who you are what you do and to introduce yourself to people through somebody who already knows likes and trusts you right it is a phenomenal opportunity and to answer your question my summit is called the purpose-driven leadership summit mm -hmm. um, it is an opportunity for me to bring um, impact leaders uh, you know business leaders uh, you know social and environmental leaders all together right. to share for a topic that my audience traditionally likes but what I'm finding is it has been really popular mm -hmm. with people in all different sectors right. so it, it's a great way of building that. And if you have a summit, it's easy then to transition into podcasting because you can continue that. Right. Um, and it's a great way to start um, building strong relationships that you can now joint venture with as well. Right. Um, and lastly, your last part of your question was, will I have another one? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just setting the dates. It's probably going to be this summer. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I haven't, I just haven't got to the dates yet, but uh, it's, it's a, it's a definite go. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Because you were just thinking about it. And I'm like, no, you really should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, cool. So what are some examples of success stories you've had working with your clients? Well, I, I can tell you about one, one, um, one client and, and uh, it, his name is Joe. Um, and that's, you know, his pseudonym. <laughs> but Joe, yeah. Joe um, had a small business with five um, employees. He had a huge heart, but he was very, very um, focused. He, he just kind of wanted to help the world. Um, he was a professional and really wanted to make a difference in the world but, but by running his business. Mm -hmm. His team and he weren't on the same page as we started looking through right where his challenge was he had three three key challenges one is a disengaged team mm -hmm. two a business that wasn't profiting the way he wanted right and c he wanted to make more impact and right. was struggling on how to do that so when we looked at his business we identified that yes his team was in, disengaged we had to work on that we also looked at you know how he was running his business mm -hmm. what what systems he had in place um and how he he um, was using that to create profitability because without profitability, you're yeah. not really, yeah. you're, you know, you're 
you're just doing it for fun. Yeah. Uh, and then we looked at his social, um, you know, his philanthropy and his social impact initiatives that he had already put in place. What we had to do together was we shifted how he treated his employees. We shifted how he paid his employees. Mm -hmm. We created systems so that the employees were more engaged. Mm -hmm. They were more part of the solution instead of just the doobies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we actually had to claw back a whole bunch of his pre-committed, you know, philanthropy yeah. because he had overextended himself. Right. He wasn't going to be able to continue to be in business if he didn't claw back some of that money. And I tie, I helped him tie his efforts to give back to his business success so that as he got more successful, his, mm -hmm. his ability to volunteer, to donate, all of those kinds of things, and that in, including his team, yeah. um, it actually grew with him. While we did that, we were able to make a major pivot in six months and he continued to grow after that and his he was surpassing his philanthropic component right. but he was also had a fuller um practice he also had you know his his team was happier and more engaged mm -hmm. at that at that six month mark so we were able to do a lot in a short period of time and that's because i i was luckily able to get everybody on board all right. at the same time and we did multiple things together right um with a bigger team not always easy to do it that way or if yeah. you have more resistance in this case i had virtually no resistance um and we were able to really creates a, a, a phenomenal business that was profitable was a great mm -hmm. place to to work and and to lead and they they were able to make a massive impact where every employee was mm -hmm. on the same path right working for the same goals right yeah i and you wouldn't have any challenge because all the employees were probably tired or ready to leave right yeah and they wanted to stay but you know, come on, get with it or do, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we found other sources of income. We found yeah. like, there was lots of things within this. It was a, it was, you know, quite an intricate um, system. And I just went in, coached and consulted, helped them set the systems up. So we did it on a, a rapid, a rapid thing because he was not going to survive if, if we did not. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a great story because it just shows like sometimes you have to go deep. And sometimes you don't have to go as deep, but it yeah. sounds like in this case, you had to go. I had to go deeper. really deep. And yet that's not what he wanted. Right. It ended up being what he needed. Right. And so I went in perfectly okay with what he wanted. Yeah. And then I said to him, you know what, based on this information, here's what you need. Mm -hmm. Are you willing? And yeah. he might, he just, he looked at me and he goes, you know what, if that's going to make the difference, I got to do it. So, yeah. you know, but not everybody's going to be like Joe. I mean, yeah. Joe is just one of those guys that just said, you know, I'm in it with, you know, he jumped off the diving board with me <laughs> and uh, really made a difference in his business and in the community around him. And uh, I love to see what they're doing today because it's, you know, I still get to see, you know, what's happening. Yeah, and, right. and so it's, it's been fabulous to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So um, I know you said you liked working with heart-centered entrepreneurs or businesses. So give us an example of what kind of services or products they do or 
you don't have to name companies or anything like that, but just, you know, that type of thing. You know, when you have a strong purpose, you are heart centered. You can be in any and every sector. You can be in manufacturing, you can be in healthcare, you can mm -hmm. be a nonprofit, you can be a for-profit business, you can be large and you can be small. Yeah. Really, I believe it comes down to, do you know your big why, why yeah. you're doing what you're doing? If you can lead based on that why, that you live your values, and right. you walk your talk, which is really important for me, right. mm -hmm. um, then if you can do that, you can be. So we see businesses in all different sectors. And, you know, if you're looking for examples of businesses who walk their talk, who have taken the extra initiative, just go to um, to find out about certified B um, corps yeah. and a certified B corp is an impact business model. Mm -hmm. It's a certification program where businesses are held to higher social and environmental standards right. while they are also a profitable business. Right. So this is not for a nonprofit. This is profitable business yeah. that's held to the standard. So you've got companies like Patagonia, the body shop, You've got Ben and Jerry's, you've got Tom Shoes, you've got, there are companies that are small solopreneur companies, yeah. all the way up to the only multinational, which is um, Dan and Dairies mm -hmm. or Danong Dairies, as we say here in Canada. Um, but, <laughs> but Dan and, or Danong is like they are certifying division by division. So it's, it's a, it's not something that's just in the United States. It's in yeah. every every country right. in the world yeah and the nice thing is that you can maintain you know who you are what you do why you do it just up the ante if you take the certification but you know what you don't have to go that far yeah. just start implementing some of that as you go and right. you're gonna you're gonna be able to do that so that in you know much bigger than just what sectors yeah every sector every country doesn't matter yeah, be a heart centered, you know, impact business, no problem. Right, right, right. Great. So um, before we close, so can you just share a little some um, tips or ideas that people can get started right now? Doing Abs what? Absolutely. So if you're wanting to be a purpose driven leader, then you need to know who you are, you need to know what is important to you know your values, know mm -hmm. the purpose, why are you in business? Why are you a business owner? Why are right. you a, a business leader? So even if you're employed for somebody else, you can be an impact driven leader right. with your team. So I always say we can definitely do both. So knowing yourself and being confident that that mm -hmm. is, is your North star, that's your truth. Yeah. And then integrate all your communication, your business operations, who you buy from, who you, who yeah. you, who you interact with that becomes what I call the ripple effect of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that creates that positive change. When it comes to some things like today, um, we're doing this actually on Earth Day, which is right. really cool. Yeah. Um, so we're recording on Earth Day. But you know what? If I look at, at just what I've done in my office, um, I switched my paper to sugarcane paper. Right. That has a, a, uses agricultural waste. It has a lower carbon footprint and it saved me money. 
Mm-hmm. I re- I always print double-sided. I use, you know, less ink um, right. so that I, I, I use less of that. I recycle everything. Um, I switched all of my light bulbs to LEDs, my mm-hmm. water to low flow. So those are just some simple, simple things that right. each of us can do. What can you re- reduce, reuse, recycle, or repair mm-hmm. and have it extend its life? number one. But, you know, as a business, if you want to have a big impact in the world, create an impact statement or a purpose statement. Right. So my, my purpose is that I want to change the world through business mm-hmm. by changing the rules of business. Oh, and what wow. that means is we're going to make the world a much better place when we are no longer just focused on, per, on profit, profit and yeah. looking at prosperity for all stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that business, small business is the place where we can make the biggest impact right. um, going forward. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm on that mission. I have a more than green program that guides my own business. And mm-hmm. right off the top, anybody who does business with me, 2% of top line revenues is automatically given to charity as a minimum. On right. top of that, I mentor, I volunteer, I share resources and my mm-hmm. expertise all the time. So, right. you know, I've built that into the core. Mm-hmm. So could anybody that's here listening, just right. take one baby step at a time right. and you will make a difference in the mm-hmm. world. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Catherine. It's been a real pleasure to listen to you and hear how passionate you are about you know, business and doing your thing and everything. So I'm sure that everybody else, like you said, just start where you are and pick a couple of things and run with it. Absolutely. Only add other things. Yeah. So yeah. good. Okay. Well, thank you, Catherine. And thank you everybody for listening. And uh, you'll find Catherine on podcast.hardatworkonline.org. And of course, she'll be on um, Anchor FM under Impactful Legacy as well. So, um, Anyway, take care, everybody, and be kind. Go out and be kind to yourself and others, and then we'll change the world. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome.